Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Happy New Year. This is the new decade. It is the first episode of the new year, 2020. How are you feeling? I'm already motivated. I woke up on the morning of 2020 and the first DM I received on Instagram was, Lucy, I listened to your podcast and you totally inspired me to be brave. Wow, what a beautiful way to wake up to the new year. And I am so humbled and so grateful for the messages that you guys send me. So please keep them coming. In case you are new here, I'm your host, Lucy Liu. And my work is to empower boss babes in life transition by getting unstuck, see clarity, kiss overwhelm, goodbye, and live a fulfilled life. And if you want to make money, Yes, that comes as a byproduct, but I'm all about having fun along the way. Since we're starting the new decade, I wanted to bring you a super motivational episode where I promise if you listen to the end, you will feel pumped as I am. My guest today is called Keisha Greaves. She is a motivational speaker, the founder of Girls Chronically Rock. She offers inspired fashion celebrating chronic illnesses. And over the past years, Keisha has been featured in Good Morning America, Today's Show, ABC News, and tons of other outlets. If by the end you are indeed inspired by this episode, please reach out and say hello to me at MSLUCY. L-I-U or Keisha at Girl Chronically underscore rock. Enjoy this interview. Thank you so much for being here, Keisha. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Okay. <laughs> so because our listeners cannot see you, so can you please tell us a little more in layman's term about your condition? Sure. So um, I currently have something called limb girdle muscular dystrophy, which is a muscle disease, which progresses over time. Um, I was diagnosed with mines around 2010 slash 2011 when I was actually in graduate school receiving my master's degree. I just honestly started to get really weird symptoms of, you know, I would be walking and my leg would kind of just give out on me without any notice, any warning. And I noticed it's like, once I fell, I was kind of like a dead weight. Like I was unable to lift myself back up. So I just honestly thought at that time, oh, Maybe I just need to lose some weight, you know, get on track, just kind of brushing it off. But that wasn't the case. As time went on, I realized that, you know, I couldn't like say raise my right arm or just some things were off. So my mom was like, let's go see an orthopedic because we're thinking maybe it's something in the feet. So at that time, you know, we go to see an orthopedic at Tufts Medical Hospital, which is a major hospital out here in Boston, Mass. And they like, you know, they come in, these two doctors, and they're like, oh my God, like, this is so weird. They noticed like I couldn't raise my leg up. And they're just kind of like looking at each other like bizarre. So then what they did is they were like suggested you should go maybe go see a neurologist because I think this is no more like neuromuscular. So I'm like, okay, still not really thinking anything of it. So then I go finally go see a neurologist. And that's when, you know, we did like several test things. We did like MRI, EMG, EKG, like you name it. I, they even did a muscle biopsy where they took a piece of my muscle out from my right leg to test it. So I thought that was pretty interesting because I was like, oh, you know, but 
I'm a true, like, you know, I, I can handle pain. So with that, after like all those several testings, that's when they were like, you have muscular dystrophy. So, you know, I was in shock because I'm like, where did that come from? Nobody in my family seems to have it. So it took some time. You know, I was in denial for quite some time, a few years, honestly. Wow. And even with those conditions, you still started your company. Tell us about your yes. business. Sure. So of course, as I mentioned, after being diagnosed, you know, that kind of, I was in denial. I wasn't really telling any family and friends, not telling them what was going on. Even when I would go on job interviews, because I eventually had to start walking with a cane, I would tell them like, oh, I was in a car accident or I sprayed my ankle instead of just saying, you know, I had muscular dystrophy. So that's just to show you how much in denial I was where it's like, I was saying everything, but so, you know, fast forward a few years later, like I said, it took me 2011, I was diagnosed. So it took me like probably just three, four years ago, honestly. Like I tell people like, I feel like just the other day, I kind of learned to accept it. And you know, I still have my days, don't get me wrong. So everything's not perfect. But you know, I did get my undergrad in fashion design and merchandising. So I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and to, you know, have my own successful business. So I thought, why not kind of create something where I can motivate and inspire others you know, because I love wearing different graphic tees. I love like being comfortable. So I thought, why not create something? And I knew I wanted the name, the word chronic in it for chronic illnesses, but I didn't know exactly how I wanted to incorporate that and, you know, have it all come together. So I honestly was just lying in my bed one night and I just thought girls chronically rock. So that's where the name of my business comes from. Girls chronically rock. That's what inspired me to come up with that name. And then on my line, it's um, t-shirts. Right now I have totes and I have cuff bracelets. And my t-shirt lines consist of different, like, you know, just inspirational quotes of something I feel on a regular basis, such as, you know, trust your dopeness, where I thought, you know, trust and believe in yourself, no matter what you may be dealing with or going through, trust your dopeness. I also have hello. My name is chronically ill badass, which everyone seems to love. Like, yes, I'm chronically ill, but I'm still, you know, doing what I have to do. I also have like walk with the twist because, you know, although someone may have a disability, some of us, you know, it's not all visible. Some people don't know, you know, some of us, you know, you can see me walking around normally like, oh, she looks fine, but not knowing that I have muscular dystrophy. So I have like just different inspirational quotes, but I plan to do so much more under my umbrella, like come out with an adaptive clothing line more for people with disabilities because some people don't understand it takes so long for us to get dressed on a regular basis putting on our shirts putting on our underpants so an adaptive clothing line and i'm so happy more designers now are bringing more awareness about it but i think it would be awesome if i came out with the girls chronically rock you know adaptive clothing collection under that umbrella but i'm just looking to do so much more with it and looking to make it into a movement and also build it into an empire Wow. Wow. I love that. You are amazing. And are you in a wheelchair right now? Yes, I am in a wheelchair right now. I am able to get out of it to like say walk to like, um, you know, the restroom or things like that. But as far as like going outside now, like to say walk down the street, it's kind of like impossible. So when it's so weird, because years ago, I'm like, oh, I would never get a wheelchair. You know, that's like, you know, the worst thing. And it's like, now that I got it, it's like I have so much more independence. You know, now it's like I can more go places without worrying, oh, is that seat going to be too low for me or too high? Or are my legs going to get tired? Where in my wheelchair, it's like I'm so independent. Now I can pass my family and friends when we're walking down the street. So I honestly just love being, you know, in the wheelchair, but I still try to, you know, get out, get some exercise. And I do aquatic therapy at Charlestown out here in Boston twice a week because the pool is so much awesome and great exercise for our legs, for people with, you know, muscle diseases and things like that. 
Wow. Uh, I, I am so honored to have you with us because your story is so inspiring because you're running your business literally in your wheelchair. So girls, if you're listening in, what excuses do you have for yourself? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So yeah. Can you teach our audience? How are you balancing living with your you know, your situation now while still juggling a business? What are some of the hardships? Sure. So honestly, you know, balancing, you know, running a business with a chronic illness, um, such as muscular dystrophy, it definitely has its days. Because like I tell people, every day I wake up, honestly, I can just take it day by day. You know, it's just a struggle where I have to have my personal care attendant, you know, helping me out the bed. You know, that's a struggle. And then just getting up, you know, just making sure I make it to the bathroom safely is just a challenge in itself. And it's like, ooh, I made it. I made it in and out the shower. So I definitely wake up each day and not knowing what the body's going to feel like. Like I try to describe to people, it's like some days I can wake up and I'm like, okay, everything's good. You know, some days my leg, I'm just walking to the bathroom and my leg may feel like it wants to give out on me. And then unfortunately I have a fall. You know, not something I planned, just something that's out of my hands. So thankfully I do wear my lifeline button all the time, 24-7, where I can hit that. And the ENTs or firefighters come and they do help me up. So sometimes with days like that, if I have a fall, that can be a damper. You know, because that's just kind of like throws off my mindset, you know, but I tell people all the time, I am a huge TV fanatic and I watch all reality TVs. I watch all talk shows. And I honestly feel like looking forward to watching my TV shows, honestly, is what keeps me sane. So it's like, although I may have a bad fall or a bad day and my body's feeling tired, knowing I have shows to look forward to and I have shows on my DVR. And I mean, I watch everything to like, say, Station 19 with the firefighters. I still watch the Disney Channel. I watch Wendy Williams on the talk show. So I watch about everything, but it's like watching those, it's like honestly keeps me insane and keep me motivated. Because honestly, even when I get inspirational messages, like say on Instagram, on Facebook saying, oh, I love what you're doing and keep up the good work. I love your message. It's like that. It's like, wow, like people are paying attention and they're listening and they like my story. They like my brand. And it's like, you know, wow. Because, you know, because sometimes you can make doubt yourself. So honestly, when I hear that and see those messages, I'm like, oh, and that's what keeps me going and motivated and inspiring to just continue to, you know, think of new creative ideas, continue to reach out to different department stores. Like I'm trying to like, I would love to get Girls Chronically Rock, say into Macy's, Target, local boutiques, collaborating with designers such as Tommy Hilfiger. That's my goals, you know, and it's like, I'm not going to stop until I reach where I am. So I still do have my days, but I just try to keep going and all depends on what the body honestly wants to do, but I just take it day by day. I tell people, mm, I love your attitude. I love your mindset. It's awesome. Thank you. What, what advice would you give someone, you know, who may be feeling the lows? I'm sure I would definitely say like, try to think of something that either makes you laugh, keeps you entertained. Like, as I mentioned, my TV shows where some people might like watching movies, they might like reading a book, reading blogs. Whereas for me, you know, I love the TV show. So just try to keep yourself busy. And I know it's always more easier said than done, but just try to think of something that make you feel motivated and inspired. And, you know, if you have an idea, if you want to do something, I would say just go for it. Because before you know it, you know, we only get older and, you know, the time passes by. So I would say just do it. And before you know it, you have your idea, business, whatever you want to do, it's going to be up in the ground and going, you know, you just got to stay focused. And like I said, I know it's more easier said than done, but just try to take it day by day and just do what you want to do at the end of the day. The world is yours. Yeah. So as you mentioned, it took you a few years to actually get yourself back up, right? Yeah. To get over that denial stage. 
What was some resources that helped you along the way to get there? I'm sure. So what honestly helped me the first time was like my friend was like, "Why don't you write a blog?" And I'm like such a private person, so it's like I'm like a blog. So it's like I just started like just writing on Tumblr for the first time, just venting about when I was diagnosed, how I felt, and then it's like at that moment, as I'm writing it, like saying it out loud, I'm like, "Wow, I have muscular dystrophy." It's like, mind you, not what the doctors were saying all these years. It's like it took for me to like write it and say it out loud, and I'm like. Wow! Look at that. I have muscular dystrophy. You know, after all this time, and it's like now, like I was like, oh yeah, I have that. But I'm like, wow. And then what honestly helped me is like, you know, going on different support groups, like on Facebook, like for chronic illnesses, disabilities, um, muscular dystrophy, all these different support groups. And what really helped me is I noticed hashtagging goes a long way. So one day I was just even on Instagram at that time, and I'm like hashtagging muscular dystrophy, hashtag chronic illnesses, and. So many other people came up, and I was able to connect and meet with so many other people that had muscular dystrophy. And I felt like that was so cool because no matter what, like I tell people, as much as you may get support from your family and friends, there's nothing, and I mean nothing, like talking to somebody who understands what you're going through on a regular basis. Only that other person knows that's living with muscular dystrophy or, or chronic illness knows what that's like, what the body feels like, feeling fatigued, able to get dressed on a regular basis, just like running the marathon. You know, just the littlest things where I had to get the of before being an able-bodied person it's like I'm like wow you know going places where it's like you got to make sure if it's handicap accessible and if it has like a button for you to open the doors it will share accessible does this place have stairs so it's like realizing like just connecting with other individuals it's like just having that support definitely helped me along the way as well Mm, yeah, and you were willing to open up yourself, and that the process of writing was a healing journey for you. Yes, that is awesome. Was there some people that were very influential to you? Um, yeah, definitely the support of my family and friends, and I mean, I still have family. I mean, they help me with anything if I need to go to an event or help me get dressed. So I'm so thankful for my family because they have been there from day one. And then also just people like I look up to on like on Instagram, like social influencers that have say chronic illnesses, like I definitely look up to and I'm like, Oh, wow, look at her. She's doing her thing. She's a model. She's doing this. And it's like, if she can do it, I can do it as well. So it's like definitely those people I found on social media definitely have inspired me and motivated me to keep going. Yeah. And I, I you must receive a lot of compliments as well, right? Um, yes, yes, I do. And that definitely inspires me and keeps me going. You know, just like I said, just having people like paying attention to what I'm doing in my journey. I'm like, Oh, wow, like that's, that's awesome. So I definitely I'm like, I have to keep going and doing what I have to do. Yeah. So what is the best compliment you have ever received? Um, Best compliment that like, just like, you know, like random messages, like, Oh, my God, you go girl, like, I love what you're doing. You're fabulous. Keep going. I love what you're doing. And um, I love your line. I love your shirts. And you know, I hope to buy some soon. So it's like, a numerous ones where I'm just like all of those combined together. I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, oh, it definitely warms my heart. Definitely to like see those messages. Mm, I <laughs> love it. Okay. So is there anything else that you learned along the journey that you would like to share with our audience? Um, I just definitely realized just after being diagnosed and living with a disability, it's like you kind of never know somebody's journey. You never know what somebody's dealing with. You never know why that person is, say, parked at a handicapped spot and they may not look disabled or something's wrong with them to you, but you never know why they are parked there. It's like, you never know. I just know just from experience of, I used to get stared at before I walk with the cane and I'm just like, obviously I got the sign for a reason. You know, it's like, you never know what somebody's dealing with or why somebody may be in a bad mood or depressed that day. It's like, you never know 
what somebody is dealing with as they go home so just kind of think for a reason or oh, why this person walks that way why this person is acting that way it's like you kind of never know so just like think oh that person definitely has a story behind them and you just never know so just you know be patient and eventually maybe the story will come out you will know why this person is doing this or that and you just kind of never know somebody's story so just be patient and be thoughtful that is something I definitely learned along the way and that advice I would like to pass on to others Yes, absolutely. Respect for all. Yes. Is there a quote that you'd like to share? Um, a quote? Do I have one? <laughs> I don't know if I have one. I honestly just say, just do it. As like, that's a Nike quote. Because like I say, just do it. Like I said, if you have an idea or whatever, just do it. And another quote I honestly live by is more like the fashion side is by Coco Chanel. I live and breathe fashion. I always like went by that quote even when I was in college. So <laughs> that's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And where can our listeners connect with you online? Sure. I am on Instagram at girlschronically underscore raw. You can definitely check out my website and read my blogs and stories and check out my t-shirts at www.girlschronicallyrock.com. And all of the Girls Chronically Rock is on Facebook. I am on Twitter. So definitely feel free to reach out and send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Oh, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 